It's so much easier to walk around life wearing masks and pretending to be who we're not. Hi, I'm a unicorn. I'm an alien. I'm a bird of some sort. No, you're not any of those things and this video is going to help you take off those masks and shine your authentic self for the whole world to see. You'll learn what it means to be yourself and why it's hard sometimes, then why it's so crucial to be yourself in these new energies and this may be a shocker for you. And then we're going to go over how to be yourself by following a simple four-step process that's gonna help you come into your authentic self quickly. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. That intro that you just saw is for the spectacular retreat center, Rhythmia in Costa Rica, which is medically licensed to administer plant medicine. I'm going to be teaching a workshop at Rhythmia and also partaking in the plant medicine ceremonies this upcoming August, 2021. I'm going to be there teaching from August 1st through August the 7th. So if you want to join me down in Costa Rica, I'm going to leave links in the description box below where you can learn all about plant medicine and about Rhythmia, so consider joining me. If you really feel a pull to do plant medicine, but you've been scared, Rhythmia really is a great place to do plant medicine. They have a highly trained staff, not just medically, but also of shamans that will help you work through the plant ceremony with a lot of transformation and a lot of just a lot of miraculous things happening down there. So consider joining me. I'll be waiting for you in Costa Rica this upcoming August. And before we jump into the video, I also wanted to let you know that there is a free workbook with this video as a supplement. It has some key takeaways and some really important homework questions that are going to help you go deeper on the content that we discuss in this video. I'll leave links to that free workbook in the description box below so you can download after watching this video. On to part one of the video, what it means to be yourself. Okay, so here's a simple definition of spiritually of what it means to be yourself. Being yourself is expressing and manifesting your true soul essence in this world and following what your soul planned for this lifetime. Now, this may seem like an easy feat, but there's only actually a small minority of people on the planet right now who are living truly themselves, truly their whole authentic soul essence in a body. And the reason that, that that's true is because there are just, there's just a lot of pressure on all of us, a lot of programming, a lot of beliefs, a lot of pressure on all of us to kind of not be our true soul essence, not be ourselves. All right. And there are a few reasons why, uh, this happens, you know, cause you may be asking yourself, why is it so hard? Why aren't we ourselves? Why? This is a crucial question. Why aren't we ourselves? And there are a few reasons uh, for why that is. And I'm going to go over a few of them so you can see why there's only a small minority of people up until now being their true authentic selves. But as this energy moves and we start to ascend and evolve more, we're moving into being more authentic, into coming more into ourselves. So it's getting better. But up until now, here are some of the reasons why we kind of haven't been ourselves and why we've been using a lot of masks um, and a lot of ways of 
kind of hiding ourselves, there's a few reasons why, and, and here are some of them. So the first reason, and probably the main reason, is the pressure to conform. Okay, so up until very recently, we've been in a phase of human evolution that, that was very centered around tribe, around the groups that surround us, whether that be family, culture, society, the groups that we are born into, there's been a very strong push to conform to these groups, okay? Whether we're talking about family, tribe, culture, uh, the country of birth, race of origin, there's all these groups that we belong to, and within each group, there are certain rules that we are expected to to conform to. Okay. So in our arc of evolution that we're going through in the different phases of evolution, the one that we've been going through up until now has been one that is very, very centered around the tribe, around the groups that we belong to. And that means that each of these groups have their different rules on how each individual is supposed to behave or supposed to be within that group whether it be your family or any other group, but it usually the programming and the pressure to conform usually starts in family because that's what we're born into, right? The people that raise us, it doesn't have to be biological family, but the people that raise us are the first ones to kind of program us with these beliefs and these programs of, of the group that they belong to. And then we're pressured into conforming to these groups. Okay. And the, the way that we've been doing this up until now is the, this phase of human evolution has really all been about the group, the tribe, the family, and, and all of these expectations on how we should behave. And a common example of this is, uh, for instance, when, you know, we still hear this today, we still hear this today. And, and let me know in the comments below if this has happened to you, but we still hear this today where sometimes we do something for ourselves or we try to be our authentic selves. We try to be sovereign and independent in our own lives. And, you know, a parent or a family member comes up to us and says, you know, you you're bringing shame to the family. Have you ever heard this term? You're bringing shame to the family by being the way that you are. This is a, this is a, a, a common example of what it means to have this pressure to conform and what this energy of pressure uh, has felt for us, for all of us for thousands of years in different, different layers right? There are some cultures that have stronger and more rigid uh, expectations on conformity. And there are other cultures that are opening up more, but regardless of what culture you belong to, what country you belong to, the, the pressure to conform within each specific belief system of each specific society, it's all there independent of where you come from. But this has been part of our evolution has been this pressure to conform, to be a part of a group, to not want to stand out, stand Standing out of the group was actually very, very problematic until recently. You would be ostracized. There were actually phases in our human evolution where you being different meant that you were completely ostracized from your tribe, from your village, from, from where you lived, completely ostracized even from your family if you were different, okay? Now it's getting less so, but we still do feel the pressure to, to conform to the rules of the groups around us and the groups that we're born into. And one of the hallmarks of this older energy where we're transitioning from what was known as the energy of, of the age of Pisces, and we're now transitioning into what's known as the age of Aquarius. In the age of Pisces, which is the, the literally the era that we're just exiting uh, now and we're coming into the, this age of Aquarius, in the energy of Pisces, the energy of Pisces was very much about control over others. 
Okay. And this is part of the reason why we were pushed to conform is because there were other people controlling us. There were power structures in place that would actually control us. A common example of this, for instance, that still exists in some places on earth right now is the pressure on women to be a certain way. There are some countries in the world where women still cannot exercise their full freedoms, where they are considered secondary citizens, where they always need to have a man around to leave the house or go here or go there. They have to be accompanied by a man. So this still exists on the planet right now. And this is an extreme form of this age of Pisces being extremely controlling over others and diminishing individual freedoms. Okay. Now we're exiting that, but we're still a little bit under the effect of this, of this age of Pisces of the control that groups and family structures and society has over us kind of pushing us to conform a certain way. And if we don't conform that way, there can actually be severe consequences. All right. So this isn't just, this isn't just, you know, people getting upset at us. There are some places, there are some countries in the world where if you do not conform, your life can be at risk. And that still exists today at, at the time that I'm shooting this video. So that's one of the, probably one of the biggest reasons why we're not truly ourselves still on this planet is because there's still that pressure, regardless of where you come from, there's still that pressure to conform to whatever the rules of the society or the group that you live, uh, that you live with. What we've done with this energy of control, what we've done with this, um, with this kind of feature of, of, um, having to conform to certain groups, what we've done energetically is we've all learned how to be energy chameleons, what I call energy chameleons. Okay. So if you've ever seen a chameleon, a chameleon is a master of camouflage. Okay. So if you put a chameleon in front of a red wall, the chameleon's going to turn red. If you put, put a, a chameleon in front, in front of a green wall, the chameleon's going to turn green. The chameleon is a master, master, uh, animal of camouflage. All right. And when we, when we have this pressure to conform to family, to expectations, to whatever it is that we're expected to conform to, we learn how to become energy chameleons very early on in our lives, sometimes as we're, ch when we're children. And when we start to play this chameleon roles, we change colors depending on what other people expect of us. We change our features depending on what's expected from, from the outside world. And that can really, really kind of hide our authentic selves to a point where I've had a lot of people say to me that they've been hiding their authentic selves. They've been camouflaging themselves for so long that they don't even know who they really are at a core, at their core. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it certainly happened to me where you camouflage so much, you wear so many masks, so many costumes, hiding your authentic self and your authentic identity, that there comes a point where you don't even know who who you are anymore. That's very, very common when we start using these energy camouflages. All right. So this is a feature of this, of this pressure to conform. The more that we feel pressure to conform, the more that we become experts at camouflage and being energy chameleons. The second reason why it's hard to be ourselves so many times is because we have dysfunctional lower chakras. Okay. So if you don't know anything about chakras, chakras are your main energy centers that communicate energy in and out of the body. There's, uh, there's a bunch of chakras. We don't need to go into the details of them, but there are seven main chakras that are talked about a lot. The three lower ones. Okay. So the three lower ones are crucial for you being, being yourself. 
Okay. So your ability to be yourself is very intimately involved with the development of these three lower chakras. Okay. Your first chakra is the home of the inner child. It's also the chakra that's highly involved with family, with tribes, with group, any group that I belong to. The second chakra is your chakra of connection in relationships and sexual energy. Your third chakra, the solar plexus, as your chakra of personal power, sovereignty, and will. Okay. Now what's going on particularly with these chakras is in this past energy, especially when I was talking about this pressure to conform, what was going on with these three chakras is that they were losing too much power because the power was focused outside of them. Okay. So when we became energy chameleons, when we started to wear masks in order to fit into what the world expected of us, we immediately started to lose power. So these chakras started to lose chi to the outside world. What my parents expect of me, what my culture expects of me, what my religion expects of me. Anytime that I say what others expect of me, I'm losing power to that outside circumstance, that outside person or that outside institution. And when I do that, I start to drain energy from these chakras. So these lower three chakras have been severely weakened by just the movement of power away from the self towards others, towards institutions, towards expectations of the world. This dysfunction has really caused a problem because I cannot be myself if I have dysfunctional lower chakras. Oh my God, let me say that again. It's impossible for you to be yourself if you have dysfunction in the lower chakras. In the lower three chakras, it's impossible to be yourself because this here is the center of self, these lower chakras here. If I have any dysfunction, especially weakness, if these chakras are weakened by the energy moving out, giving power to others or to other institutions or to, or to other things outside of me, if I keep losing chi from these chakras, I can't be myself. I'm never going to be able to be myself because I'm not strong enough energetically to hold the power to be myself. All right. So that's a little bit of what's going on energetically when these lower th with these lower three chakras and what's happened across eons of time as we've been developing and evolving as a race, as a human race, we've had this dysfunction in these lower chakras and now things are changing a little bit, but this is one of the reasons, this is the second reason why it's been hard sometimes to be yourself because we have all these energy dysfunctions in these lower three chakras. So it doesn't matter how many hacks you try to be yourself. If the energy dysfunction is still there, you're never going to be able to be your true authentic self because it's an alchemy issue. It's an energy issue that has to be corrected at the level of these chakras. Now I want to leave an important side note here, ding, ding on this one. And the important side note is that although we're talking about dysfunction in these lower three chakras, there's one particular chakra where the dysfunction is really, really, uh, very deep and, uh, probably the most important dysfunction out of all of the three between first, second, and third chakra the most important and the most catastrophic for you when it comes to not being able to be yourself is a weakness in the solar plexus. That's the third chakra. Okay. 
A weakness in this third chakra is really problematic for you because this is your center of personal power and will, sovereignty, but also this is your center of personal identity. This is where your original authentic identity, your authentic self is located. So if I have a weakness in this third chakra, and why is it weak? Because I've been giving my power away to my family, my parents, my partners, my culture, whatever it is, whatever expectations that, that are had of me from the outside world, I keep giving my power away. The more I give my power away, the weaker this chakra becomes. Okay. So the third chakra is a huge problem. Weakness in the third chakra is a huge problem when it comes to me not being my authentic self. All right. Now, and there's a particular wound in this third chakra that is contributes very significantly to our, to our, our wounds of not being ourselves. Okay. And it's the wound of owing. All right. This is so important. So important. When we start to live according to what other people or what other institutions, what the outside world expects of us, when we start to mold ourselves and become chameleons and, and just kind of let ourselves become what others expect of us, we start to have this wound of owing. We start to believe that we owe it to the world to be a certain way. We owe it to our families to behave a certain way. We owe it to our partners to be a certain way. We owe it to our children. We owe, we owe, we owe, we owe. This is a huge wound of this third chakra is this belief that we owe something to the outside world. And that's why we can't be our authentic selves. All right. And here's, here's a million dollar nugget. And I hope if you have this owing, um, wound in your third chakra, if you feel like you owe it to someone or something to be something other than who you, who you authentically are, I have a million dollar nugget for you. So please take this mantra and start to let it incorporate in your body. And the mantra is you owe nothing to anyone. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat this again, because this is a really powerful mantra. You owe absolutely nothing to anyone. All right. This wound of owing is so problematic because the more that I believe I owe, what am I doing? I'm directing my energy and I'm giving it out. I keep giving my power away. The more that I think I owe, the weaker my third chakra, the weaker my third chakra, the more impossible it's going to be for me to stand strongly on my own two feet as a unique expression of source energy that I am. I can't express my uniqueness if my third chakra is wobbly back and forth and if it's really weak. All right. So I wanted to leave this side note here. If you feel like you have this wound of owing, let's start to cleanse that, you know, say it, say in the mirror every day to yourself, I owe nothing to anyone. All right. I owe nothing to anyone. The more that you repeat this mantra, the more it's going to start incorporating in your energy system. And that third chakra is already going to start to get a little bit strengthened just by using this mantra. The third reason why it's hard sometimes for us to be ourselves is because there's a lack of self-acceptance. Okay. So for whatever reason, at some point in our lives, we start to believe, and there are different reasons why we do this, but we start to believe that who we are is not enough. It's not acceptable. And that's why the masks start to come on. We start to pretend to be some people that we're not. We start to mold ourselves. We start to use that chameleon camouflage 
um, to kind of become someone that we think the world expects of us. All right. And this is coming from a lack of self-acceptance. Now, a lack of self-acceptance, it really starts to develop in that first chakra because that's that the first chakra is really programmed with a lot of family beliefs. But then it comes up into the third too. By the time it reaches the third chakra, if I'm in a state of, of a lack of self-acceptance, this is going to weaken my third chakra again, because if I don't accept myself, I'm going to be giving my power away and pretending to be someone I'm not. All right. Now, when I'm in a place of, of a lack of self-acceptance, what is really going on is I am judging the creator of myself and my own soul, right? I'm judging my creator. I am basically putting a judgment on my creator and my soul saying that what they made is not acceptable. <laughs> and this is really crazy to even think about it, right? Like that the creator of all things, the, the, the source that makes everything never makes a mistake. So I am not a mistake. I cannot be a mistake. You see your uniqueness is valued and prized. There's nothing that needs to be changed about your uniqueness. You're, you're beautiful as you are. And the more that you start to accept yourself, the more you understand that, that you are made by this beautiful source energy, that your soul didn't make a mistake when it incarnated in this body, in this exact orientation of particles. None of this was a mistake. All right. Your uniqueness is valued and it's prized and, and just go deeper into it. Not just as your uniqueness valued and prized, but in a, in a planet of 7 billion people, you are the only soul down here that is uniquely prepared to develop and do your own mission. There are things that only you can do down here on this planet that no one else can do even out of 7 billion people. All right. But it even goes deeper. It's not just that you're unique in your soul essence. You're unique in the expression that you have right now, because no matter how many times you've been down here and no matter how many times you're going to reincarnate down here, you will never come to this planet with the exact same orientation of particles as you've come now. So this unique expression of Christina that you're seeing in this camera and in this video, this will never repeat ever again, no matter how many times I come down here. So you see how unique you are. You see how, how miraculous you are in, in your value, in your uniqueness, and in really the, the value that you have to bring to this planet. The more that you start to feel into this, the more you start to accept yourself. All right. But, but this lack of self-acceptance is it's really problematic. It weakens your, th especially your third chakra. It weakens it more. The more uh, weakened this third chakra is, the less you can be in you could be yourself and you start putting those masks on and pretending to be someone else. So the process of being yourself really involves removing a lot of crap. <laughs> that's the, that's the easiest way of saying it. Being yourself is a process of removal. It's a process of shedding, shedding, shedding so much crap, so many beliefs, so many wounds, so many lies about yourself. All of this has to be shed in order for you to reach your true core, your original beautiful nature, which is already within you. So being yourself is from an energy perspective, a process of removal and of shedding. Okay. And the perfect example and the beautiful story, uh, that I love to, to illustrate this is the story of the, of the golden Buddha. Okay. So there's a story that, um, somewhere in China, there was a really big statue of the Buddha and it was made out of solid gold. Okay. It was a huge statue of the Buddha made out of solid gold, 
But then there was a war going on and soldiers were coming into the village and into the temple where this beautiful golden Buddha was, was there. And the monks that were taking care of the, of the, um, of the ashram of the beautiful temple, they did not want this Buddha to be destroyed or pillaged by the soldiers. So what they thought in their panic as they were rushing out because the soldiers were coming, they started to uh, layer mud over the Buddha. So they covered the golden Buddha in mud, literally. They covered it in mud as best they could, and then they rushed out of their temple before it was pillaged by all these soldiers. Well, when the soldiers came in, they looked at the at the Buddha, they touched it, it was made out of mud, they just made out of dirt, so they're just like, ah, oh, whatever, like a dirt Buddha, let's go. And they left, they didn't touch the Buddha, they left it there, and the Buddha was left in that state for years and years and years, until one day... A monk was meditating by the Buddha and a piece of the mud fell off of the Buddha onto the monk and the monk looked down and was like dirt and he looked at the Buddha and he saw a crack. He saw gold in, in that crack where that mud fell. And so the monk started to chip away and lo and behold, years and years and years after this Buddha had been covered in mud, the, the monks were able to take all of that dirt off and underneath it was this beautiful solid gold Buddha that thankfully wasn't pillaged because it was covered in mud, all right? Now this process, this image of you, of this golden Buddha being covered in mud and then taking the mud off to reveal the true nature of the Buddha, this is a beautiful metaphor for what happens when we're, when we're rediscovering ourselves and getting to know ourselves and actually going to our authentic core and being able to become who we were truly meant to become. We have to take all the mud out, but that core, it's there. You're your authentic self is inside of you. It's not something that you become. It's something that you uncover. It's a, it feels like semantics, but it's not because it's already within you. So that's why I'm saying that, that being yourself is really, it's all about a process of shedding, a process of removal, a process of washing all that mud out so you can reveal the true gold uh, nature of yourself. That, that's who you authentically are. On to part two of the video, why it's crucial to be yourself. So I've been talking a lot about the, the shifts in energy, especially starting in the beginning of 2020 with the COVID pandemic, that really the whole of 2020 into 2021 has been ushering in a shift from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, to the new age of Aquarius. Now, what this means for us when it comes to authenticity is that there is a new energy on the planet. It is higher in vibration. And the higher you go with energy, what's happening is that energy is pushing for truth. Okay. And that's why it's so crucial to be yourself right now. And it's going to become so much harder to be inauthentic in these new energies. It's going to be practically impossible. It's going to be torturous. It's going to cause so much suffering in your life. So please don't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of a warning here with this video. Please do not do it. Go more and more into your authentic self, especially as these energies ascend. Because what's happening energetically is when we were living in the age of Pisces, when we were living in lower vibrational energies, 
it was easier for us to be inauthentic because in lower energies, illusions and distortions can thrive. All right. So lower vibrational energies, more illusions and distortions can thrive. So me being an authentic was pretty easy in, in lower vibration, but now in higher vibration of the age of Aquarius, there is more light entering the planet. The higher I have a concentration of light, the more that energy is going to demand truth and transparency and things being crystal clear. You see, these are, these are, these are different terms to say the same thing. But the point is that the more the energy pushes up, the higher the concentration of light, the more the energy will demand truth of you. It won't allow, it won't be supportive of inauthenticity. It won't be supportive of illusions. It won't be supportive of distortions anymore. And so this means that for you to remain plugged into these beautiful new energies and take advantage of them, you have to start coming into your, to your authenticity and being your original self. That's how you're going to feel comfortable in these, in these new energies. If you continue to be inauthentic, if you continue to try and wear masks, to try and pretend to be someone you're not, your life is going to become more painful because that inauthenticity is going to be jabbing heads against the new energy of Aquarius, which is an energy that's extremely elevated with, with very, very high concentrations of light. Okay. So this is just to give you an understanding of why moving forward, it's absolutely crucial for us to be ourselves so that we don't suffer so that we don't have any difficulties in life. Um, because again, inauthenticity will just not be possible in these new energies. Now I'm not going to go deeper on the particularities of the age of Aquarius because I've been talking about that. I actually shot two videos on that. I shot one video on the energy of Aquarius and what it actually means and what it's going to mean for our future. And I shot another video on the two key issues that are happening right now in these new energies and how you can work with those two key issues. So I'll leave links to those videos in the description box below so you can watch after this video. On to part three of the video, how to be yourself. So there's a, a, a powerful four-step process that I'm going to share with you. Do these steps in order. Okay. So uh, let's start with step one, which is identifying the wounds of the lower chakras. All right. That's the crucial first step. We've talked a lot about why these three lower chakras are really important in the, in being yourself. And without these chakras strengthened and healed, we can't really be our authentic selves. Okay. So we've got to identify the wounds that we have in these three lower chakras. Now, when we identify these wounds, really what we're doing is the, the process of healing. So much of it is in just, it has to do with awareness and understanding. Okay. So the more that I understand, the more that I'm aware of, the more I can heal. All right. Because the power of awareness is healing in itself. So as soon as I become aware of something, it's already healing just by the power of that awareness. All right. So that's what this step is about. It's just identifying the, the wounds that I have in these lower chakras. And there are going to be different levels of wounds. Okay. There are going to be three levels of wounds actually. And we're going to go through these levels, identifying them one by one, make sure you have a journal, make sure you have a journal because when it comes to understanding and awareness, writing in a journal can be very cathartic and really important to bring those wounds to the surface, put them on a paper for you to see and acknowledge. Okay. So if you're not a good journaler, make it, make this, um, 
make this a part of the healing process to just get a journal to do this work. Okay. So let's go to the first, the first layer of wounds that that you're going to need to identify. And those are the personal beliefs. Okay. So those are the beliefs that you have about yourself. Okay. So you have to identify within you, the parts of you that don't feel safe being yourself. All right. I'm going to repeat that again, because this is crucial. You have to identify within you the parts of yourself, the parts within you that do not feel safe being yourself. Okay. Identify the parts that do not feel safe being yourself. That's very, very crucial. All right. So these are the personal, these are, these are the beliefs that you have about yourself and about your role and about who you are in the world. Okay. So that's the first level is the personal belief. Then we go to a second level, which is family. All right. So the family beliefs and family programming, that's crucial also to involve, uh, to, to really identify in these lower chakras. What did my family or the, the people that raised me, usually it's family, but it doesn't always have to be biological family. What did my family believe? What did they expect of me? What did they want of me? What kind of beliefs did they program in these lower chakras pertaining to how, who I should be in the world? All right. So that's, that's the second layer. The second layer is to identify family beliefs. And then the third layer is even more broader and that's identifying societal, cultural, country. That's a big group beliefs that go beyond your family. Okay. So what does my country of origin uh, expect of me? What does my race expect of me? What does my religion expect of me? All of these bigger groups, then you're going to identify all of the programs that those bigger groups have within you have programmed in these lower chakras that keep you from being your authentic self. Okay. And go through these three levels, writing a lot of notes, asking a lot of questions. What does my family expect of me? What does the world expect of me? What does, what does my country expect of me? ask these different questions, journal about these different layers, and then you're going to start identifying the core wounds that are in these lower three chakras. Again, the more awareness and understanding you have around the parts within you that are blocking you from being your authentic self, the more that you know and understand about these, these parts, the more that healing is going to kind of accelerate. So here are some, here are some, uh, examples to kind of, I like to give practical examples to show you what this work looks like. All right. So, so let's say you're working on the personal level, uh, area, you're working on the personal level. You're trying to identify the personal beliefs and personal wounds that you have within yourself about who you are authentically. Okay. So, so you can start to assess things like, you know, why, why can't I be myself? Maybe it's because you're afraid of being judged by others. Okay. That's a common one. So, so maybe you have that within you. Maybe you're afraid of how other people or how society will see you. Okay. There's another one. Maybe this one's common too. Maybe you're afraid of being yourself because you are afraid of stepping into your full power. A lot of us do this. A lot of this stay really small and contracted because we're actually afraid of our own power. We're afraid of stepping into that power. All right. And that was something that that was a wound that was present in me and I had to work through. Okay. So these are just some examples on the personal level of what may be going on within you 
that prevents you from being your authentic self in the world. All right. Now, when it, for another example is the society one. All right. So a good question when you're working on the level of the bigger group, like the, the society, country, race, religion, all these things, you can ask an, a really important question that starts to uncover the, the expectations and the programming that you have around this. And you can simply ask the question of where have I tried to fit in? All right. Where have I tried to fit in? And, and just start listing the, the places and things that you've, tr- that you've done to try and fit into somewhere, whether it's a group or religion or whatever. Okay. Write down where you've tried to fit in specifically targeting the places in which you've tried to fit in, but you didn't feel good doing it. Oh, this is so good. This just fell on my head right now. Ding, ding. <laughs> big, big pro tip in doing this work is you're not only going to write down the places in which you've tried to fit in, but you're going to write down specifically the places in which you tried to fit in, but you did not feel good doing it. Okay. You know this, right? Like whenever I don't feel good doing something, that's mean, that means I'm starting to come out of my power. I'm starting to come out of my authentic self and my authentic self is sending me a signal saying, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not who I am. Don't do that. And so you start to feel really uncomfortable doing this. Okay. So identify those areas in which you've tried to fit in, but you never really felt good doing it. That's, that's gold. If you can find these instances, that's gold. All right. And you start to uncover these wounds. You start to uncover these programs. Again, the more understanding, the more you can write down, the more details you have, the more understanding you have, the more you'll be on the way of clearing this energy and starting to clear these wounds, which is really the foundation of coming into your authentic power and being yourself. Once you start to identify all of these different levels and the different wounds that you have going on, it's also a good idea to do then some inner child work. Okay. And the reason I'm dropping this one here is because your inner child is actually one of the most programmed parts of you. Okay. Because your inner child, when, when we're children, we're actually in this sort of hypnotic state in early on in our childhood, we're actually in a, in a hypnotic state in our brain. And what that does is it makes the child like a sponge. A a, a child is very easily programmed, um, because they're literally in this kind of hypnotic sponge mode. Okay. And so the, the, the inner child is so heavily programmed with all of these kind of expectations already from the outside world. So you're going to need to address this inner child at some point, if you want to come into your authentic self. So now is a good time to do that, to do this while you're identifying these wounds, go into this inner child, do a little bit of inner child work. I'm not going to go deep on how to do that because I shot an entire video on how to do inner child work and I'll leave links in the description box below so you can watch it after this video, but do do some inner child work that'll really be a great complement for this step of the process. Step two of the process is to then let old programming go. <laughs> so in step one, you've done a great job of identifying as many programs, as many beliefs, as many things that have been kind of implanted in you. You've identified as many as possible. And now in this step two, it's time to let go of that programming. All right. And what we're doing here really is we're bringing the power of intention. Conscious intention is so important in the manifestation of your life. And it's really important in the healing of wounds. Okay. 
I have to consciously just give myself that intention, throw that intention out in the world and throw that intention out powerfully. The more I intend, the, the more strength I have in my intention, the more, and so it will be. Okay. The more energy I have concentrating around that. All right. So here is, um, here's a good mantra. You can do this in any way that you want. You can do this intention work in any way that you want. It could be simply by just closing your eyes and repeating the intention, or it could be as elaborate of you as you having a ceremony, having some candles going, burning some incense and starting to do this, this mantra work. You can develop some mantras and, and you can repeat them. The more that you repeat them out loud, the stronger the energy is going to be concentrated on that. And the more these programs are going to start to be released. But let me leave you with, uh, with a mantra that I love to use when it comes to this step. Okay. So when you're letting go of old programming, here's what you're going to say, or one of the things that you can say. Um, but again, I always recommend using, uh, designing your own mantras, but I'm going to leave this one here. This is a good start for you. So here's the mantra. I release these beliefs so that I can be free to be myself wholeheartedly. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I love that mantra so much. I just release these beliefs. I release this programming so that I could be myself wholeheartedly. That's such a beautiful mantra. Okay. Work with this, work with this. The more that you work with the power of intention, the more these programs are going to start to be shed from your system, especially from these lower three chakras. Step number three in the process is to strengthen your solar plexus. So I talked about the third chakra and how that one is probably one of the most important dysfunctions that that's occurring when we can't really be ourselves is an issue in that third chakra. So it's really important to strengthen this solar plexus. This solar plexus is absolutely crucial for you to be yourself because it's within this chakra that your identity of self is located. And so this needs to be really, really strong. This needs to be a powerful chakra. It can't be giving away power to the outside world anymore. It can't be weakened. It can't be dysfunctional. So now it's, it's time to develop this third chakra. It's not only your seat of, it's your seat of personal power. It's your seat of personal will and sovereignty, but it's also where your authenticity and uniqueness is located. It's in this third chakra that your uniqueness as a human in this human form, in this particular orientation of particles, that's where that uniqueness is located. It's encoded in the third chakra. So it has to be really, really strong for you to be able to be yourself authentically with ease and peace. Okay. Now, one of the ways in which you can start strengthening this third chakra is recalling your power that you've been giving away. So you're going to recall your power from your parents and all the expectations that they've had over you. You're going to recall your power from your culture or your religion or your gender, whatever. You're going to recall your power back from all of the places in which you gave it to. Okay. The more you recall your power back, the more that third chakra is going to start to strengthen and the stronger it feels, the easier it's going to be for you to, for you to, to step into your power and to be your authentic self. Now I love to do this with just a really simple exercise and I do it with the energy of the sun. Okay. So the energy of the sun is a very masculine energy, very much associated with the third chakra. So the, the third chakra is an energy uh, the third chakra has a very masculine energy to it. Different chakras have different energies. The third chakra has a very masculine energy, a very fiery energy associated with it. 
So it's very much associated with the energy of the sun. So I like to do a really simple practice and here's what it looks like. You're going to either stand outside. That's ideal. If you can stand outside on a beautiful sunny day and just stand in the sun facing the sun, if you can't do that, or if you're not a place where you can be outside in the sun, you can also do it indoors, but maybe go by a window and just face the sun, find a window where the sun is facing you face the sun. And, but if you can do this outside, it's even better. You're going to face the sun. You're going to open your palms out. So your palms are going to be facing the sun. Just open your hands out, palms facing the sun. Just stand in the sun, close your eyes, and you're going to repeat this mantra. I recall the power to be myself back to me now. Okay. I love this mantra. I recall the power to be myself back to me now. And you're going to keep repeating this as you're standing in the sun with palms facing out towards the sun with your eyes closed. You're just going to, if you can repeat this out loud, keep repeating it over and over and over again. And if you have great visualization skills, here's a pro tip to add here. The pro tip is if you have great visualization skills and you have a highly developed third eye, you can actually envision the energy of the sun just bathing you all from head to toe. You can envision yourself receiving the energy of the sun, and that is going to strengthen that third chakra even more. But at the end of the day, the most important part of this step really is to recognize that although your past has influenced you and your ability to be yourself or not, that past has influenced you, but you're an adult now, which means that you have now the power and the responsibility to be your sovereign self, independent of what you were programmed with in the past. Okay. So your family, your partners, your society, your religion, whatever, whatever out there programmed you before you now have power over that. Okay. So if you give these people or these institutions or this outside world, if you give them your power, you're doing it by your own volition. Okay. So that's an really important aspect of this, of this step here is to realize that although my past and the programming of the past may have contributed to my inability to be myself, I'm an adult now. And I choose to start walking with more authenticity now, regardless of what kind of templating I've had. Right. This is really important when I say this, right? Because now you're standing in your power. You're taking responsibility for your own beliefs. You're taking responsibility for your own healing. And you're starting to walk that authentic path, shine, just shedding all of these, all of these layers and becoming your true self. That, that, that is really a work of coming into spiritual maturity and coming into uh, a level of responsibility, uh, over your own life and your destiny. When you're strengthening the solar plexus, ultimately what you're really going to do is you're discovering who you really are as you're strengthening the solar plexus. I said a little while ago that the solar plexus contains the codes for your identity, your personal identity in this human incarnation. That's all encoded in this third chakra. So as you're strengthening this chakra, you're going to start to discover who you really are, especially if you've been wearing masks or being that kind of camouflaged chameleon for a really long time. When we do this for many years, sometimes we don't even know who we are anymore. So part of strengthening this third chakra is going to be really a rediscovery of your true nature, your authentic spark. You're going to rediscover that. 
And that, that strengthening, that, that discovering your true self, you can start doing that with, with some questions. You know, one of them is you can ask yourself, who am I truly? Who am I? Like, who am I truly? What am I about truly authentically? That's one question that you could start with, but you can also take out your journal and you know, you know, I was going to say that I love to journal, take out your journal and you can, you can go deeper into the questions. Okay. So here are a couple that you can use. The first one is, if I were free to be whoever I wanted to be, what would I be doing right now? That's the first question, really important one. And then the second question is, what would my life look like? Okay, so what would my life look like if I were doing exactly what I was meant to be, exactly being my authentic self? What would I be doing in life if I were walking that path of being myself? Okay, so these are important questions that you can journey about as you're journaling about these questions, discovering that third chakra is going to start to expand. It's going to start to get stronger. The stronger the third chakra gets, the easier it is for you to be yourself in the world around anyone. No more problems with being yourself after that. And remember the key mantra that we talked about earlier in the video. That's a key mantra that's really important in the strengthening of this chakra. And it's the key mantra that I don't owe anyone anything. Okay. Remember this mantra, especially if you have a deep wound of feeling like you owe something to, to everyone and <laughs> to everyone around you. If you have this wound of owing, this is going to be a really important mantra for you to work with. I don't owe anyone anything. Thing. Really important mantra to start to strengthen that third chakra even um, more fully. All right. Now to go deeper on how to strengthen the, the solar plexus, even more than what I discussed in this video, I shot a whole video on how to develop self-confidence. That's very related also to the, to the solar plexus. I'm going to leave links in the description box below so you can watch that video after this one. Step number four and the last one in the process is to open up. So what does this mean? Now that we've worked on those three lower chakras that we've really worked on discovering the wounding, starting to shed that wounding. Now we're going to step up in the chakra system. Okay. And we're going to be working actually with the fourth and the fifth chakra. So heart and throat chakra. Those are the next ones that are targeted here in this, in this fourth step, because really what's happening is when I start to discover who I am, when I start to strengthen that solar plexus, when I start to come into my authentic self, now it's time to show that to the world, to stand in my my authentic self, no matter what, to shine my light in the world. And that really involves the, the heart chakra and the throat chakra. All right. Because what I'm going to need to do is I'm going to need to open up into vulnerability and authenticity. Those are characteristics very much having to do with the throat chakra and with the heart chakra, right? At the level of the heart, I'm going to start to open up and be more vulnerable, not being afraid of showing myself. When my heart is highly developed and open, I'm not afraid of being vulnerable. I'm not afraid of expressing how I feel. I'm not afraid of showing myself in the world. I'm really not afraid of vulnerability. Okay. That's a very, very key characteristic of this heart chakra being vulnerable, being open to showing myself to the world. So that's at the level of the heart. Then at the level of the throat chakra, when I get to the throat chakra, now it's time for me to communicate who I am to the world, <laughs> communicate who I authentically am, not communicate from the masks that I'm wearing or the chameleon that I used to be, but communicate my authentic self to the world 
that involves a healthy throat chakra, all right? So these two chakras now are starting to get involved. Now, the more that I step into this authentic me, I'm walking on that path and I'm starting to show the world who I am without fear. Now, I know that this last step is going to probably be the hardest for you to go through because it takes a lot of courage, really, for us to open up to the world, to be vulnerable, to connect with others exactly as we are. Again, that's a feature of the heart. It takes courage for us to speak our truth and who we really are. It takes a bit of courage. So I know that this fourth step may need a little bit of practice, and that's why it's the last step because you're working from the system the system down up, okay? So you're starting in these lower chakras and then you're moving up. It may the work easier, but still this last step may be a little bit difficult. Vulnerability is sometimes hard for people. Communicating is sometimes hard for us. So it's going to take a little bit of practice. All right. But at the end of the day, it's so worth it. You need to open up into vulnerability. You need to communicate who you are. Again, in these new energies, this truth is, this truth is being pushed. It's being demanded of us, really. This high energy is really asking us to be vulnerable, to connect with others truly and authentically and to speak our truths. All right. So even though this may be the hardest step, you can totally do this nice and slow. It's the only way to live. It really is the only way to live. It makes absolutely absolutely no sense to come down here and live with masks on and live inauthentic lives. It makes no sense. It's such a waste of time, right? Like it's a total waste of time. So it's time to shift that energy more into authenticity, work on this last step a little slower if you need to, but you'll get there. I know you will. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you struggle to be your authentic self, if being yourself really is a problem for you. I want to hear all about it. And don't forget to download the free workbook. There's a link in the description box below for you to download the free workbook to go deeper in the content that we just discussed in this video. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website to download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget the videos that I recommended in this one. Those would be great for you to continue watching. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.